The first deal, I raised a million dollars from seven people. But the conversion is something that you are looking for. So to get that seven people, you have to talk to 100 people because there's always a 10% conversion. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Vijay Patel, uh, executive member of the American Executive Council for Entrepreneurs, founded the Future Group with a vision to create long-lasting legacy and create passive income for his investors. Uh, you're going to hear him talk about that quite a bit today and how he's been successful at raising a lot of capital. Uh, and you're also going to hear why he sold 1,700 doors last year, uh, which is interesting, right? Uh, but you're going to hear so many things about how to grow your business and scaling capital raising today and because VJ is definitely an expert at that. BJ, welcome to the show. Honored to have you on to meet you and appreciate your time and just sharing your expertise with the listeners and myself today. Let's jump right in and share with the listeners a little more about your background and, and let's dive into your superpower today. Hey, uh, good afternoon and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited uh, to be here. A little bit about myself. Uh, my name is uh, VJ Patel. I'm a doctor, but I never practice. I always been in a healthcare management field. I only practiced for six months and then I was promoted into management side. And ever since I've never looked back, I still own a couple of clinics here in Dallas. But initially starting off my career, I used to manage hospitals, nursing homes, community, senior livings, uh, things like that. Uh, back in the days, we used to flip uh, hospitals. So we used to buy rundown hospitals and my job was to go in, fix it and flip it. So I used to work for corporate and I did not know the concept of value add back then. But basically, I was doing the same thing, but within the healthcare, right? So eight years fast forward, I did that. And then somebody just, I, I just attended a seminar for multifamily syndication. And that was my light bulb moment in 2012 around that. What I've been doing in healthcare, these guys are just calling it as a value add and doing it in multifamily and other real estate classes, right? So at that time, I I had enough experience of healthcare and I was ready to move on and uh, looking for my next venture. And I think the timing was perfect. So uh, real estate was always one of the things I wanted to do because you know it helps you passive income legacy and uh, one of the greatest tool to build wealth, right? So I left my corporate job, uh, jumped into full-time real estate. I've been doing uh, real estate uh, since 12 plus years. Uh, combined, I have raised $65 million over the period of time. Initially, I started with multifamily and then uh, you know moved my way up. My first two deals, I just invested as an LP just to learn, uh, just to get to know the process, get to know the people, right? Uh, I think that's the best way to do it. If somebody is just starting out, is just invest in a in a deal with somebody who experienced, so that they will allow you to open their books and they will allow you to ask all the personal questions, which you will never uh, get answers on a on a general platform or you know on a general audience, right? So it really helped me to get behind the door. And then after that, I was just refining my process. Initially, I used to add value. Uh, finding off-market deals, and uh, I'm I'm good at management, so uh, you know the property management or capex side of it. But then I soon realized in two years that everybody's struggling with capital raising, like you know small deal, big deals, medium deal. 
everybody wants capital, right? So I wanted to be the guy who who's bringing the value as a capital raising. So again, like you know, I have my tough times. Capital raising is not easy. It's it's a tough job, but uh, you know, like I I refine my process. I have a good social media presence, and that has really helped me to uh, leverage uh, you know my connections. And like if I have to raise a couple of million dollars now, it's a breeze. But back then. And it was uh, like quite a bit challenged. So just just going around that, uh, I'm also like about to launch my own personal mentoring program for capital raising, uh, which will be out in in two weeks. But uh, yeah, uh, been doing capital raising ever since. Wow! No, sixty five million. That's pretty successful. Congratulations! Uh, you know, to just jumping out and making that happen. That doesn't happen with uh, by sitting on your hands, that's for sure. So uh, we're looking to dive, in, dive into that a little bit, uh, VJ. Uh, you know, you're even talking about, you know, starting your uh, coaching program around uh, uh, raising money. So this would be this would be beneficial to the listeners. Many of them are trying to raise money as well. Uh, you know, give us a few of the first things or the, some of the first few things that you did. You Looking back, you know, was crucial in being successful in raising that much money. So the first thing I did was, uh, you know, I, like clean up your social media presence. I, I always tell to everyone, like, you know, um, just look at your profile with a third person's eye because that is your first interaction of investors. Because anybody who's going to hear about you, they're going to look you up in LinkedIn or Facebook. 80 or 90% of the people, if they hear about you or your, your deal, the first thing they're going to see is like they will look you up on a LinkedIn or Facebook. So go to your website or whatever it is and look at it from the third person's eyes. Like if somebody else is watching my profile, how does it look, right? Uh, remove all the offensive stuff, political stuff, anything that is religious, biased, you know, because investor doesn't want to see that. Now, just, just think about you are leveling, like leveling up yourself, right? Now you are entering into a professional arena of capital raising or whatever you want to call it. So you have to level yourself up to the game. You cannot have like, you know, uh, all the memes or like, you know, a lot of times people get, uh, you know, you will not, uh, you know, even realize how many investors you just missed because your profile had some political stuff that everybody has bias, right? You know, like half of the country is Democrat, half of the country is like Republican. So you cannot please with everyone. So those things, if you are in professional, just just stay out of it. Like, you know, what I believe, I keep it to myself. Uh, I don't try to rub it on somebody else. So it, it does matter. Like, you know, your, your social media presence does matter a lot. Like right now I have 50,000 followers on LinkedIn and I'm growing almost 5,000 followers every six months. But even though I have uh, followers like 15,000 right now, I just looked up my analytics and I'm having 200,000 views per week of my post, whatever I'm doing. And literally, I was making a video right before this, and I can share my screen if if, if you want. Yeah. But it, it really helps. It, it really helps. Like, you know, you, you don't realize, uh, like, so there is a method I came up with, and I, I try to strongly follow, and I try to teach people. So there are three simple things that you have to do is first, you make them, uh, you know, get to know you. So when you send a friend request on LinkedIn or Facebook, you just existed in their life, right? So just example of you and me, 
Like if I send you a friend request, before that, you you wouldn't even know the guy called Vijay Patel ever even existed in, in the entire world, right? Right. But if I send you a friend request, you looked up my picture, you looked up my name. Now, at least you know that, okay, this name of the person exists in the world, right? You added me in your network. Now, I'm sharing my content on a daily basis. And maybe one day, two day, three day, four day, you will see my content. And some of the content, you will like it, right? So now, eventually, I want to make you my fan that, okay, this guy knows something. He knows what he's talking. He's not, oh, just over the internet or, you know, like some thing up in the air, right? Like, makes sense kind of thing. So once you do that, then you just, uh, you know, like they're already ready. They already know you. They already know your knowledge. Now, when when the deal is there, you just post it and like, you won't believe, like, I don't have to reach out to people. When I post a deal, people reach out to me that, hey, you just posted about this RV part. Is it still open? Right? So I I did that, like, you know, of course, it did not happen over the overnight, but over the 12-year period, I have done a lot of automation and a lot of, you know, work around it to make it successful, right? And now, like, I was just brainstorming like a month ago, and then, like, I, I was just talking to my mentor and then said, why don't you start your own coaching program? Because I was just afraid of, okay, like, you know, I have not be like at least reach to the level that I can pass on. But I like now I have a system in place. I have knowledge in place where I can definitely pass on and have people to replicate. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, even just a tip on LinkedIn is is great. I I think uh, most of us don't spend enough time uh, being intentional like that. Right. Uh, You know, on social media, even, even going back to what you mentioned, mentioned earlier about cleaning up your profile. So true. Um, I'm going to look somebody up before I invest with them. Right. And, and and there's going to be stuff, you know, right. From maybe even five years ago, you didn't think about, you know, you, you may not have been in this business at that time, right? Uh, and, and so you may need to go back and, and think through that a little bit, maybe something you posted years ago, uh, right? Uh, and so no, great advice. Uh, any other tips on LinkedIn while we're there uh, on how you just continue the conversation or or continue to follow up with someone? Yep. So like, as I said, like, there's a systematic method. And uh, like, you know, I can't like, because then it will be like hour long lecture, but uh, there are tools available, you know, that you can use to automate and, uh, you know, share. But if uh, the biggest difference I can teach about LinkedIn and Facebook is LinkedIn is more professional platform. So people checked in LinkedIn for motivation to learn or to upgrade themselves. So keep those things in mind and always have your content around it. Right. Yeah. If it is Facebook, then you can be more funny. You can be more a regular conversation. Right. But LinkedIn is a professional platform. So don't try to make it a Facebook because people don't like that and they would not appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can I can relate to that or agree for, for sure. What are some other avenues that's been helpful for you for raising money or connecting, building relationships with investors? So first, social media, like, you know, like that's that's going to be my first like lecture of uh, capital raising 101 is master the social media. So it, it's like LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, email marketing is is huge. Like 
if if you want to be really good at capital raising, you have to learn email marketing, you know, and then automation like uh, funnels, uh, you know, lead magnets, like how you uh, add value to somebody, like you know, ebooks, right? We also use like you know, sales navigator and other tools that we just to automate stuff, but uh, I think that's that's pretty much we keep it around. That takes a lot of time, right? Anyways, you you know you have team members that are helping you maybe do social media or creating those things, anything like that that's helped save you time. Yes, so I started as my own, but now I have a uh, four VAs that does like they do work full time for me, uh, doing all the content creation, graphic work, uh, adding logos, removing logos, and you know all those stuff takes time. So when you get to the like you know like past the first level then you definitely want to hire at least one VA to to pass on the logistic part of it so you can focus more on building relationship. So now I want to dedicate more time talking to people and building that relationship, having that one-on-one conversation. But of course, initially it, it, it wouldn't happen. But, you know, like, as I said, first, get them know you, right? Because before that, like, if you don't exist, you 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 don't exist your deal doesn't exist that money doesn't exist right but once you get into their life and then like that's what the cycle revolves around it and then like when you have a deal people will uh, ask you and like follow you for that yeah yeah if the relationship doesn't exist the capital won't yeah. exist no, either right? nobody is <laughs> just going to be a random person walking from the street just imagine like why would he give you $100,000 of his hard earned money so it's a human nature. Like they, you have to be familiar, you have to be trustworthy, you have to earn that respect before you can have that money. Yeah. Well, what's a couple of the uh, tech pieces that you use? I get questions about that all the time. Uh, you know, to help. You know, whether it's CRM or whether it's something else helps automate some of that. Yeah. So like I do have my own proprietary software that I use for automation, but email marketing, like you know, Active Campaign, uh, Mailchimp is good if you are just starting out. Like once you hit a good size investor database, then definitely you want to have custom because then those people will start uh, throttling you down. Like I literally lost a deal because Active Campaign shut me down for seven days and then I could not raise the money. Wow. I've not heard of that before. That would be detrimental for sure. Yeah. So I had like, uh, I have a huge email database. So like in order to do that, you have to have a huge database, but uh, like, what happened was like we just we were just about to raise the deal and uh, like I was sending emails but at, uh, then halfway active campaign just freeze like froze my account saying oh you're sending too much of an email but why like I'm paying for the service like so it's it's a downside of it that they will ask you the money first and when it comes to using the service they will uh, just try to throttle you down saying oh. You 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 like you are using the service basically, right? So that's what I'm paying for, and that's what motivated me to have my own in-house uh, software servers uh, since last two years that I'm building and still refining. That I don't have to wait for the mercy of Active Campaign or Mailchimp to do that. But if you're starting out with a in one thousand or two thousand email database, it's a good platform. It it does allow a lot of automation that will help you free up a lot of your time uh just 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 you know yeah. uh, in general. 
For sure. No, it's a must. No doubt about it. <laughs> right. It's hard to follow up with, you know, hundreds or especially thousands of people. Uh, yep. You need a system like that to help you do that well. Uh, VJ, I know that you, you know, sold, you know, what, uh, I think it was 1,700 doors, you know, last yes. year or so. Maybe you could speak to why, why you did that. Just a backstory of that. I was doing multifamily uh, until end of last year. Only multifamily, nothing else. I was not even looking at any other assets. But starting 2020 and uh, end of 2020 and starting of 2021, I started losing out in my home ground. What what I mean by that? I live in Dallas, so I I I, I always uh, offering like you know making offers for the deal, right? But the gap started getting wider and wider. So the first deal I lost for like close to one million dollar gap, and the in eight months, the most deal I lost was a gap of $10 million. So there was a property here in Dallas, 278 units. The guy listed for $32 million. I talked to him for a week. And finally, he said, okay, give me $30 million and I'll be happy. So I was like, okay, let me go back, talk to my guys, have the paperwork ready, and I'll send you in a, in a couple of days. While I was doing that, somebody just came in and offered him $40 million. And that was my red flag at that time. And this this happened like early 2021, that this is a trend. It's not just a one-time deal. Like I'm, I'm just losing back to back. And now numbers doesn't even make sense. And then I happened to know the guy who offered $40 million because it's my neighborhood. So I know like, you know, anybody who is doing what, right? So I was like, okay, well, what's your play? And he said, like, oh, the next door property was bought for this. So that's why my reasoning is to buy this. I was like, if this is your reasoning, I'm done. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to go anything further. Like, just good luck. And he wasted almost a year. He could not raise the money because mm-hmm. the appraisal wouldn't stand. There was a 50% gap. The appraisal was around 20, 19 or $20 million. So he had to raise almost $20 million gap. Even if he gets a bridge loan, he will end up raising 15 or 15 million dollars so it just wasn't working but the seller was looking at that extra 10 million dollars so he just kept giving him extension 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 eventually wasted like a year period of time and by the time he was about to sell the market dropped so not only he not made money but he lost money yeah now wow. that property is not even worth 30 million dollars yeah, no doubt. Uh, so you got out. Uh, sounds like at a good time. Or <laughs> you saw the yeah. writing on the wall, so right? From that point, I just started selling everything. Like initially, I started getting off my partnership projects, and then uh, I just throttled everything. Like by end of last year, I just sold every piece of multifamily that I had, and then I just started looking into alternative asset like RV park, mobile homes, self storage, resorts, uh, even buying bank on portfolios, buying and selling real estate notes. And I'm very thankful that I did it because now I have like these alternative asset class are more lucrative and profitable than even multifamily itself. I can still deliver. So my benchmark number is six to 8% cash flow, 20% IRR, and 2x equity multiplier. If any deal cannot perform at this level, I'm not going to be part of that. Those are my minimum benchmark that I have delivered to my investors. So when I, you know, like deviate myself and looked into alternative assets, I found is the risk is less. Like I can buy a $4 million, $5 million RV park 
and still deliver the same numbers or even more. Like the recent RV product buying, we'll be almost delivering 32% IRR. Yeah. So it's like it makes a lot of sense, especially looking at the market. Um, not saying multifamily is bad. I'm just on the sideline. Uh, I would say I'm waiting for six to eight months and then I'll be in the uh, in the ring again. But it's just like doesn't make sense to buy a $40 million apartment with the lev- like with interest rate going up, insurance going up. Uh, your bottom line is just getting wiped off. Yeah. So, what do you? What's your prediction for the just real estate market over the next six, twelve months? And you said you'd be in, you know, maybe six months from now. Um, so, what is what does that look like? It's already going on. Is like you know, there are a lot of properties under stress. Like they're they're having capital calls. Uh, they're looking for money, right? But there's still not blood on the street. So people are somehow still managing it, surviving it. But I think six months to eight months year period there's going to be a lot of properties up for sale for discounted. And that's where I want to go for. Timeline, I, that's my uh, prediction, but I would definitely wait for 30% discount. That would be my bottom line. If I have to wait for a year, I would be fine. But I would say like in eight months, uh, I would start seeing deals with a discount of 20 to 30%. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now, BJ? Personal connections, uh, what like I would say is networking and social media. I get a lot of reach out just from social media. So I do that. And plus, I also do data scraping. What I mean by that is I have a healthcare background. So I would definitely look for orthopedic doctors, surgeons, or somebody I know already making high dollars, right? So I just make connections and then like, you know, talk to them and see, uh, you know, what's their pain point. And most most of them are just busy, right? So I'm just talking to two orthopedic doctors and they're making good money, but they don't have time, right? So the extra money to be invested and that's what you go for. Yeah. What's your, your best advice for passive investors right now? So for passive investors, like, you know, like depending upon stage of life, what I do is I, I I segregate the data into 25 to 35, 35 to 45, 45 to 55, and 55 to 65. Because if you deep, deep, like dig deeper, you will notice that every segment has different needs and different uh, problems that you will encounter when you are on the raising side. So just to give you an example of 45 to 55, those are the people who has like kids about to go to college, right? So you have to see where are they in their life, but they easily have eight to 10 years of experience. So they have good money in their IRAs and 401ks. So if somebody has recently uh, switched the job, the chances are they are looking for transferring the 401ks, right? So those are like simple logic things that you look for. And then you pitch them accordingly that, hey, you just recently job, like like change your job. What are you doing with your 401k? And then he says, oh, just sitting. I'm still figuring out, right? That's where you ask, like, okay, here's the deal. Just review it. If you like it, let's talk more. And yeah. it can be as easy as that. Like, But to do that, you have to know what you're doing, right? Personally, I would say capital raising is easy, but at the same time, hard. So if you just have to raise a million dollar, you only have to find 10 people with 100,000. You don't have to find like hundreds of people or hundreds of like thousands of people, right? 
You just have to find 10 people who can give you $100,000 and you are raising a million dollars. It can be as easy as that. The first deal, I raised a million dollars from seven people. But the conversion is something that you are looking for. So to get that seven people, you have to talk to 100 people because there's always a 10% conversion. I think that's helpful to think through for anybody getting started, right? Because you, exactly. you, you're just kind of, you get you get shut down or disappointed once, you know, the first person or two says no. And so I think it's helpful to go into that knowing, hey, you need to talk to 100 people to get 10, yes. right? And so that, how many, how fast can I get those 90 no's yep. out, of, out of the way, right? <laughs> yep. So, so these are the things I learned. Uh, and uh, like, you know, the mentality change, like... If you are expecting talking to seven people and raising from seven people, no, that's not going to happen. That's that's what most people are failing because they talk to 10 people. One people say, oh, maybe I'll, I'll look at it, but that's not how it is. So when you are doing capital raising, you are ready, already like mentally ready to talk to 200 or 300 people on a personal level. When you do that, you will not have a problem of capital raising. I can tell you that. Yeah, I think it takes 50 or, or more before you even just like feel like you're getting in a groove, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, VJ, what are some of the most important metrics that you track? It could be personally or professionally. I always try to see where I'm going. Uh, passive income and financial freedom is two things that um, I'm making my personal motive and trying to you know, educate people more around that topic because uh financial illiteracy is is so bad that people are just living paycheck to paycheck that's a reality right and that's a sad part that people just don't know the power of passive income right how to do it or you don't have to like like i'm not trying to sell only my project it can be real estate it can be stocks it can be anything it can be a, just a single rental property that is just next door or you, you're having a two-bedroom apartment, you rent like subleasing your one bedroom and house hacking, right? So it can be anything, but you have to have passive income to start like $50, $500. Because when you do that, and when you realize like that $500, then your brain will open up more that, okay, now how, how can I convert that $500 to $5,000 or even $50,000? Life is like, you know, what I see is like walking in the dark. You will not see a second step until you take the first step. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. Uh, Vijay, what are some habits that you are disciplined about that have uh, produced the highest return for you? Personally, I'm a like, you know, morning person. I love to sleep. I like eight hours sleep. So the biggest change I had to do to myself in the last couple of years was make myself a morning person. It is powerful. Like, you know, I can tell you that it, it is changing, like the way you work, the way you think. Again, everybody can be different. But for most of the people, because like morning hours are so powerful that you get your 80% of the work done and you don't even have to work that eight hour. Yeah. No, I I could not agree with you more. I was not always a morning person, but a number of years ago, uh, I I changed that uh, habit about myself. And, and man, it's it's my wife and I's favorite time of the day now. Yeah, uh, that's when I learn the most, reading the most, and just more you know have more thoughts. And I, it's yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, oftentimes, people say oh, I'm just not a morning person. I'm like, well, but you're just you don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. Like self-discipline, like, right? Like at some point you in life, you will realize that 
if you are in a bad situation, because you are the reason. And if you are in the good situation, again, you are the reason. So if you are in the bad situation, most of the time it's your habits, it's your you know, lack of knowledge and lack of discipline. So as long as you work on those things, your life will change. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Discipline. I'm not the smartest guy, but I know how to discipline myself to work hard. And how do you like to give back? Uh, by educating. For sure. Uh, Vijay, grateful to meet you and have you on the show. Uh, no doubt you're an expert in in a skill that so many are trying to learn, right? Or, or probably having more difficulty right now than maybe they've experienced, uh, you know, in, in raising capital. So uh, no doubt, I, I'm glad that you mentioned even you're, you're launching a program soon, uh, maybe even about the time this comes out, actually, um, that uh, will help help individuals, yes. individuals to be able to raise money for their for their deals. Uh, but even giving them the first couple of things today to even think through too, uh, if you haven't done those things, uh, you need to go in and fix, fix some of that right now. VJ's, VJ's giving you some tips today. Vijay, how can they get in touch with you and learn more about you and your program? Sure. So my website is the future GP, T-H-E-P-U-F-U-T-U-R-E-G-P, like the future group. So group is gp.com. Like it has all the resources for free. I have a lot of eBooks around the topic. I have a lot of tools around the topic to just to educate yourself better. It has my all the contact information, like my company email, my phone number. Uh, But I would be happy to connect you on a LinkedIn or Facebook if you are. Uh, I would be more than happy to connect with you on a social media platform. And, uh, you know, if you need my help, I'm happy to help. If I need your help, like, you know, I'll, I'll ask for help. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.